When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. This is your extra show for the week. My name is Cameron Bell. I am your host as always and joining me to talk about what has been quite an exciting period for Rangers during an international break that it's been quite weird. I used to hate them, but now thanks to Rangers, I kind of look forward to them is my very good friend, Mr. Martin Ramsey. Martin, thank you for coming on extra this week. Um, It's been quite exciting. I'm sure you're maybe not brimming with enthusiasm just yet. Uh, thanks for having me on, Cammy. Always a pleasure. Um, yeah, the, the international break seemed to be a kind of warm refuge at the moment. Let's hope that that changes. We can get back to being frustrated and bored by them. I'm just waiting for the, the, the real stuff to come back. Um, oh, it's been an interesting week for sure. And uh, we're back in this position again, seeing uh, what will happen and using phrases like, um, yeah, um, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. Yes, yeah, very much so, very much so. So um, we're almost a week into Rangers having announced Philippe Clement as our 19th manager. Um, I, I think we could all agree, Martin, there was a change that had to be made. And it appears, on paper at least, that there was certainly a due diligence in terms of the recruitment process for Clement to come in. Um, it looked very much to me like you know we did take a degree of counsel from uh, internal external sources um, and there was definitely some uh, some different rounds of interviews to be done in terms of the conversations had it's tough to assess at the moment so we can't you know go too much on where it is because uh, Rangers Twitter obviously went you know crazy about the fact that he wore jeans with a shirt and tie mm. But let's talk about his footballing credentials for a little bit. He certainly got the qualifications. I think that's fair to say. We always take them with a bit of a pinch of salt, especially a manager who's been available. There's plenty of people who are decrying some of these achievements and reminding us of where he got the tin tack before. But if I'm being honest with you, I wanted us to be able to bring in a winner. And I, I think it's fair to call him a winner. Yep, CV doesn't lie. Um, and certainly if it was a tabletop exercise uh, around those who were either available or realistic to, to prize away from other clubs. Um, his CV probably sits top of the pile, I think. Um, so there are credentials there for sure. Um, we, we clearly took what time we, we, we needed. I, I still think there was maybe another couple of options um, initially ahead, um, but we uh, finally got to one with, yeah, with, with a, a pedigree of, of success or a, a reputation of success, sorry. Um, and compared to some of the other options, then I, yeah, I think that's that's probably um, a, a good thing. Um, it's you mentioned there though, Cammy, that it's not automatically transferable. It never is in football. Um, 
I mean, shout out to Adam and all the all the work he's done on, on the scout reports over on Patreon and um, speaking to as many people as, as possible that had you know, obviously covered um, the managerial targets, worked with them in some cases. Um, so if you want to build up a kind of bigger picture, um, I, I'd urge anyone to go and, and, and listen to those. Um, but the nature of football being what it is, the, 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 there's absolutely no no guarantees with any appointment. Club Brugge is not the same as Monaco, is not the same as Rangers. So all of these are, are, are different situations. Um, I think any manager coming in here has a hell of a situation to deal with in terms of just where the squad is um, on, you know, 19th, 20th of October. Um, so a lot of football to be played before he can do anything about that. Um, in, in terms of the January window, uh, so it, it really is a test of of him as a, a personality, um, as a motivator, as someone who can quickly fix some glaring problems before maybe the bigger project, uh, the bigger task of um, building something a lot different than the machine just now. Well, it's interesting because I think it's also it's a weird time. To recruit, I mean, not for Rangers. We tend to do it almost every year mm. around about this time. But for most normal clubs that you know have got their act together, uh, very rarely would they be bringing in a manager a few months into the season. Um, your squad needs an assessment. I won't say overhaul because I'd be very interested to see as to whether or not he can get a tune out of some of these players that maybe haven't been on song for us already. And for anyone listening to this saying, "Well, you know, we should get rid of." Dessers, we should get rid of Lammers. I can guarantee you were saying the same thing about Rabi Matondo, who now has played himself into almost an undroppable position when he was when he was fit. But equally, those, those blissful are, few weeks, eh? You know, yeah, yeah, exactly that that small interlude that we had. Um, but you would also, I think, you would also put an assessment on it as well, Martin, to say that you're you've got a, a domestic cup semi final in a couple of weeks, one that should be winnable. I'm not saying is winnable, should be winnable. Theoretically, you could have a cup in the trophy cabinet by Christmas Day. I, I, I mean, I'm keen to kind of get your thoughts on this, but I don't think that they've got an insurmountable lead in the league for us to be able to try and recover. So you've also got, and I think you kind of touched on it there, this idea of being able to come in and talk to this group of players and just get an honest assessment of where they are now. And David mentioned some of this actually in flagship a couple of weeks ago was you can't rest in the laurels of what you've done for this two, three, four years ago. It has to be what you're delivering for me right now. And a new man coming in with a new team will look at that from a, a fresh perspective, which I, I think a lot of the fans want. Um, yeah, all of that's true in theory. And it was true last autumn when our new manager came in and he said he didn't believe the squad was broken and he somehow managed to make it worse. Um, so absolutely in theory, this this new voice, new ideas, more commanding presence, players saying, God, right, uh, you know, I want to find that extra 5-10% because that's, that's so often what it is in football and sport. Um, it's about athletes, players, um, tread in water, bare minimum, and suddenly they, they connect with a coach that makes them want to 
really dig deep. And I know fans say that all the time, you should be, you get paid this, you get paid that, and you're playing for one of the biggest clubs in the, the, the country. Um, you should be doing that anyway. It doesn't work like that. We know, we open your eyes, it doesn't work like that. Um, so that, that that's exactly what any fan would be hoping for if they're bringing someone in at this stage. Just a renewed vigour and enthusiasm and and just a will to go to the well, as it were. Um, so that's fine. Uh, I just, you know, David, I think I was in the flagship at some point recently. Time's all kind of blurring into to, to, to one at the moment. Um He's a lot more optimistic about what this squad can give than I am. I'll put that on the table right away. Um, I really don't think there's... You kind of get half of the squad that, that has served as well or decent to well, and they're just... They just look like they've kind of reached the end of the road. Um, and then you get players who just, just do not appear to be the right fit, do not appear to be good enough. Um, and you've got this sprinkling of players, Rask and Cantwell, for example, that you can clearly see something special there, but their career um, history thus far would suggest that that's not always firing and the lights are not always on every week. And you've got Jack Butland. And that, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a task for any any manager um to to deal with in terms not in terms of beating Kilmarnock and beating Aberdeen and and just doing what Rangers should be doing every week but being in a title race and clawing that back and putting pressure on um and winning big games against Celtic uh, and to expect that of anybody coming in I think is is a is a massive ask um so I just hope <laughs> How many? How often do have we said this? How many managers have we we we, we talked about coming in mid season and and giving to the end of the season just to get through it? And then you know this this imaginary delusion that we have about the summer drawing a line under it. Um, and he starts again. They they don't start again because you know sometimes they've they've got the scars of of what's what's what they've inherited and what they've they've, they've been um given to deal with, and that that's that's always the worry. Um, so that that's on the the, the kind of negative side or the the, the, the concerning side. For me anyway, other people, other listeners might have huge belief in the squad. I, I, I think last summer especially is looking pretty horrid in terms of that business. You could argue the same um, the summer before. Um, and that's obviously um, nothing to do with Philippe Clement. Um, on the plus side, walking a straight line and pick up a trophy. Uh, that That has to be uh, a huge incentive um, to building belief and just building something that he can kind of continue on into the new year um, and really continue on into next summer because that, that's kind of where we are. How does he get us, how does he get us to next summer in a place where there is enough belief, confidence, momentum to properly, you know, start next season um, kind of really raring to go and, and not just talk about being title challengers but genuinely believe that we are um, that I imagine is his uh, his challenge and picking up some silverware absolutely will not hurt that It won't and I don't subscribe to this theory by the way that 
if he fails to win the League Cup or fails to even beat Hearts, right? Let's just take one game at a time. But if he fails to do that, then all of a sudden it gets back to crisis point. What I do think it becomes, and I think that this is where Beal probably had that issue. And, you know, we've spoken about this before for sure, that the challenge that Beal had was not winning against Celtic then meant he effectively effectively was a, a dead man walking. He was limping to the next defeat. Yeah. Once that defeat was there, that was the bullet to the head. I think the League Cup final, I think you're right. I think if he can start to establish what he wants to do with the team, and by the way, we'll talk about that in a, in a moment because obviously that will start at three o'clock on Saturday. But I think if he can get a, an idea of what he believes he can get from this team, for me, what I want him to be able to try and do and I don't think he can go in with bells and whistles a bit and still in belief because I don't think the mood in the camp, whilst I do believe there is a natural uplift, is good enough or at a high enough level yet to believe what he's selling straight out the gate. We need to be able to get a series of decent performances and wins under our belt so he can show that it's working, that there are changes coming in been able to try and get players into a happier space again. Now, I know that people listen to this and go, I don't really give a shit if the players are happy or not, but it's fundamental to be able to see them perform well because we do have a League Cup trophy on the line. We have to be able to get to that stage. And then I think for me, it's almost certain intervals that, you know, we get to the January window, then we potentially talk about, you know, if we're getting through the, the, the Christmas you know, fixture congestion, we get to the old firm game at New Year, and then, and then, and then, almost start looking at these as marginal gains, albeit they're, you know, pretty stretched, but they're marginal because it has to be one foot in front of the other. Uh, yeah, look, it's crazy to say, I mean, I, this League Cup thing, what, what a ridiculous scenario to say, new guy in the job, uh, inheriting a squad that is... Uh, an issue or has issues, um, but if you don't win that league cup, you're under pressure. How how insane that is! But that that's reality. I'm not saying that that's my my opinion of what what, what should happen, and and um, I'm, I think I know this club well, and I know this support well. If he doesn't, <laughs> those those questions, the same questions that, that, that hung over Bill for not being able to beat Celtic early. In decisive it, matches, they're there. It's, they're it's, what there. You said, it's what you said perfectly before because this isn't Bruges, this isn't Monaco, this mm. is Rangers, and this is life at Rangers. I, I we're the mental ones, right? <laughs> we're the ones <laughs> in the wrong here because this this shouldn't be something that any football manager really um, should be dealing with a, a few weeks into the job in terms of that overall assessment on their abilities. But I, I that. That's the reality here, and um, I, you know, I'm sure there'll be some. Even if we do win the league cup, say, well, you know, we don't have to beat Celtic to do it. Blah blah blah. Um, so that there you are. That that that's just that's just what life is. Life is like at this club. We know that. Um, but just getting that in the bag um, could um, could provide that 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 springboard. That's effectively what he's. As I said, that that's what he's really tasked with doing um, is trying to build momentum quickly. And Beal couldn't. Well, he kind of did because he, he he the one thing we clung on to in those early months of Michael Beal was what he's very comfortable against the rest. And you need to be you need to beat the rest. You can't drop points in this league. Um, 
So there we go, that there's one thing kind of sorted, but that nagging doubt, those two Hamden experiences, um, even the, the, the kind of Christmas New Year game at Ibrooks when you know, some, some decisions, some substitutions maybe weren't appropriate for the stage of the game, the, the, the shape of the game at that, that, that moment in time. And those doubts, they don't disappear and we, we start again on 1st of August, whenever it is. Um, so it's, I, I do wonder if this is the hardest job in football compared relative to expectations and overall strength in the league in terms of resources and whatever else. And I know people say you get enough to beat the teams in front of you. Of course we do. And of course we should. But that I think is naive. Rangers might be playing Hibs on Saturday. Might have been playing Aberdeen a couple of weeks ago. Um, but they're not really. They're in a title race with Celtic. And that's the pressure that's been the pressure since we came back. It's never really about the team in front. And getting a manager who can maybe uh, localise that uh, concentration and remind them that well, actually, literally, it is about the team in front. Those those other um, those other pressures, those other factors, um, are starting to affect um, the routine. Um, would be a would be a good start. He, he kind of said something along those lines at the the, the unveiling uh, earlier in the week, which was good to hear. Um, but for so many of the Rangers players that we've seen come through the door, Rangers managers that we've seen come through the door, um, it is never about Motherwell. Um, it's the bigger picture in Scotland that's created that, that, that kind of constant weekly pressure, which is only alleviated by getting a lead, as we did in um, 2021. So um, that's, that's life here. I just, I would hope... Um, that whatever happens, that we we can just accept. We can't keep doing this every autumn. So try and manufacture something that we we, we did with Gerard, I suppose. He had three years to win the league. It wasn't spoken about, but we knew it. That was the kind of plan, really. Um, we knew why. Uh, obviously, that's kind of gone that nine ten thing, um, but. We we maybe just need to recalibrate that, given the state of the squad and and, and other factors. That uh, let's just can we just hold our water for eighteen months at least, two years. It's almost as if you're asking the Rangers support to be patient. And they were with Gerard. We blew our top, and we were we were frustrated, and you know, that that League Cup final nineteen, and um, Rugby Park times two, and all, all sorts of things. Um, Ten Castle, of course. Uh, there were plenty of of explosions, as every football fan does on the Saturday night of a bad game. But when the dust settled, right, there was still enough belief around the the, the stands. Whether that would have continued if, if COVID had intervened and, and all of that, I don't know. But there was still enough to say, okay, uh, we can see improvement. It's slight with still those step backwards. But um, as I said, it, may, it might not have been explicit, but I think that there was a kind of understanding you've got three years. Um, and that's maybe where we, we just need to kind of recalibrate again now. Uh, because I, I, we, we have shown it. It doesn't mean that people can't throw their... Uh, myself and, and you included can't throw the toys at the pram after a very disappointing night. Um, I just mean with the other two managers, the other two kind of situations we've been in, certainly post-55, that well, that's us back. 
That, no. That's what I was going to say. That that, no, that whale ran dry the minute we lifted that trophy. You just knew that people would just... And this is what you talk about, about recalibrating. I think it's more about, you know, the minute you win that trophy, because of a lack of succession planning or however you want to call it, listen, there's no point rewriting history or kind of going back in time in terms of, you know, ifs, buts and maybes. But what we're talking about now is being able to say we need to, to look at almost take a step out of ourselves and say, look at the level of rebuild that we've had to do here. Look at the level of change that we've had to try and accommodate. And it's difficult for a manager to be able to come in and hit the ground running at this club. And that's even going in the assumption that it's running well. Like when Van Bronckhurst came in and we were in a decent position about being able to try and maintain that. Some areas he did, other areas he didn't. And it started to digress to such an extent that any manager coming in now, for me, I think has to be able to try and tackle these in a number of different a number of different ways and those will be interesting to see as to how obviously a foreign manager will be able to come and do that that is unknown to the squad because I think I think there was for certainly for some players there was a big sigh of relief when Michael Beale was appointed and whether or not that showed a drop in engagement a drop in enthusiasm a drop in motivation however you want to call it it's it, it started to slowly lead us to where we are now one of the things that's been talked about, Martin, and again, just before we come on to Hibs, I just want to just get your viewpoint on, because um, he's mentioned or he's been talking a lot around um, he will look at the option. I don't think he's quite confirmed that he will 100% do it yet, but he, he has spoken about this idea of being in, of bringing into his, his, his backroom team someone who's close to Scottish football. I won't say someone Scottish, because theoretically he could bring Steve Davis into that, but someone close to Scottish football understands, you know, how parochial it can be, understands, you know, you mentioned earlier on, we can't be treating Motherwell and various other teams like Real Madrid and almost been able to, to a certain extent, educate him as he's going through that learning curve of adjusting to life in Scotland. Do you see that? Do you see that as, or what's your level of, of importance that you attach to that? Is it pivotal? Is it a nice to have. Could we go without it? I've heard people say it might not be a great idea because all of a sudden, if that becomes a a strong voice within the approach, how do you change the things that quite clearly need change? Because it feels a little bit like we'll be reverting back to type, and we've had too much of that. Ah, uh, that's a perennial question, isn't it? Um, it's nothing new. I think even when Walter was in a bit of trouble post Juventus. What was that 27 years ago? Jesus, now um, 28 years ago, sorry, uh, around this this week, and fans were, were, were starting to ask questions about that. And um, should we look for a foreign manager? And like Capello's name was getting um, thrown about by fans. But even though those fans who were thrown about names like that still wanted to back it up with, yeah, but you'll need a, a Jimmy Nickel or a Tommy McLean. Um, beside him because you, you you can't you can't do both you need you need you need to know Scottish football so this is nothing new um I agree in theory a manager who has no experience here um would be advised to have someone close by um with whom he can have a conversation about what does a trip to Pataudry mean and, and 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 everything else I do worry and I have worried really since Gerard really that, that we've maybe gone too much that way uh, and we've maybe been overprepared and we've we've managed to or we've resulted in, in kind of playing games uh, that suit the opposition because we're just too too focused on them 
But again, goes back to, to the original kind of conversation, Cammy, about a new manager um, being able to instill that confidence and having players that, that would respond to that to be able to say, right, well, it's us and it doesn't matter you know, who we're playing and this is how we're going to do it and buy into that that message and buy into that approach and um, the opposition is, is kind of irrelevant, which considering resources, etc., in theory should be, practice a different thing. So um, I, I would have concerns if it depends on the voice. It always depends on who we're talking about. But if it's someone that, that is kind of harking back to um, previous styles, previous regimes and, and previous ways of, of, of approaching um, Scottish football, then I, th- I think that then becomes a <clears throat> becomes a negative. Um, I said before, all all I want from this is just a, a genuine break from what we've seen. Well, Philippe Camont has an opportunity to be able to do that at three o'clock on Saturday. Ibrox, Martin, um, Hibs come to town probably in, in relatively uh, ambitious mood, I would say. They haven't lost a domestic game um, since uh, Livingston at the end of August. It's a uh, I think it will be a tough game. I think, you know, everything you've just mentioned there absolutely lines up to the fact that we shouldn't be overthinking it, but obviously we still can't be blasé about being able to try and take an approach to it. I know that we, and I suppose this is us coming back to talking about the, the support, and the, sorry, the patience and the support. What are you expecting to see on Saturday afternoon? I know, I think we can be realistic enough to say, listen, we're not going to see a completely brand new team with a brand new formation and a brand new style of play because, of course, it's a bed in period. And I don't think anyone is realistically expecting that. But what he needs to be able to try and do is is understand within a, a, you know, a proper environment what these players are looking to be able to try and achieve. And if he sat down and had conversations with any of them that are out of form, out of confidence, you know, wherever they're at, do you see him being able just to try and treat this as a, a fair opportunity for everyone that if you get a chance, you know, I'm I'm giving you the favour, you need to be able to try and show me how grateful you are for it. He doesn't have any other choice, does he? New managers kind of don't. Um, he, we don't have a massive, fully fit squad, so uh, he's not drowning in options at this moment in time, so he needs to take that message, he needs to take that approach. Um this is a clean slate and, you know, go and prove yourself kind of thing. And the hope that it gets that, that kind of immediate bounce. Um, so I, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's in any position to, to start discarding players, even though he, in his head, he, he, he may well have done. If he's, you know, watched any of the, the football we've played um, over the last few months. Uh, so yeah, that, that that's all we can hope for. Is that you just get that that kind of human response to a lot of um, good messages, good training, um, a good week on the field, and can we all we we want to see energy? <laughs> we want to see a quicker Rangers. That, that's really that's really it. Um, the one thing that I was really impressed with in the unveiling interview, he, he seems to speak with clarity. Uh, instead of this um, scattergun gibberish that that we may have been used to uh, recently, um, you would hope that that 
is how he works, and therefore the players are getting clear messages, and the, the, the players are players are getting that. I get the feeling that that has no, it hasn't looked like that's been the case, has it? Um, in the last few months, uh, very confused players. That um, the start of the season were just kind of characterised by throwing away plans at the you know the first setback, and players not seemingly aware of what they were supposed to be doing, um, which in turn creates quite turgid, nervy, cautious performances. Um, so that, that's all I, I want to see on, on, on Saturday, Cammy, to be honest. It just signs that players know what they've been asked to do and they, they understand and that they, they're cool with that. They're, they're, they're on board with that. They've bought into it. Um, I, it looks as if he's, he's that kind of guy. Uh, if we can take that 20-minute, half hour, whatever that was, uh, on Tuesday... Uh, so that that's the hope. Um, the one thing that did give me just slight concern from that that unveiling, like, listen, when you've seen one, you've you've seen a hundred, and it feels like we've seen a hundred over the last couple of years. Um, is that he's maybe sending messages that he wants to be very attacking, but within this framework, within this system of of not being turned over and not losing stupid goals, there's an element of wanting your cake and eat it. Like that 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 seems to have kind of solved football's theorem, really, doesn't it? If you can be you know impenetrable at the back and like hugely um cohesive and and and, and uh, tight structure but you can be kind of all out attack well you've you've completed it you've won um that that's not realistic you players teams take a bet we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be overloading attack and we're, we're gonna believe that we we'll concede space and we'll concede chances but we'll score we'll create easy chances and we'll score more than you and that's that's fine others Say well, no. You try and get through. Uh, we've got pace, and we'll, we've got set pieces, and we think we'll pick you off. It's it is that that that's basically the gamble in football, um, and it just worries me slightly when managers start to speak as if they've they've kind of solved a theorem there. Um, but the kind of change that we want clearly isn't going to be in evidence in whole on Saturday. That would be a miracle. Um, but if we can just obviously see three points, but just see some evidence of players willing to move the ball a lot quicker um, and just being seemingly sure of what they've been asked to do on the pitch. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I think I was channeling my inner Martin Ramsey when he had mentioned I like playing attacking football because I'm thinking you're not really going to come to your, your unveiling and say I really enjoy playing containment football, which uh, means that we sit within our own half and don't go forward with the ball. Almost, it's like a gimme answer. Almost every manager is going to come out and say, I want to play attacking football, fast-flowing football, penetrative football, whatever you want to phrase it. I think it's always going to come out. I think he's going to have that assessment. And, you know, according to him, and I take him at his word, that he has looked at all of our games so far this season, um, it wasn't a reason to divert the plane. So, you know, obviously understands the size of the challenge and what he signed up for. Um, that being said, I think what will be interesting will be how we see a change in the body language of some players been able to try and come out. Those guys, because what we've been talking about a lot is players not keen to take risks, not keen to play the ball forward and afraid to make a mistake. And, and we've spoken about it a lot, especially with this particular group of players, that we do have a lot of guys, if you can give me the safe option, nine times out of ten, I'm taking the safe option. Borna Barisic yeah. was criticised about this at an international level about the amount of times he played the ball back inside, and I'm like, welcome to our world, this is what we see, but 
I'm not singling Barisic out there. You know, there's plenty of them that do it. What I'd be interested to see is if he can instill a, a confidence or a belief or just maybe a degree of, of permission, I suppose, is maybe what I'm looking for there, to say, look, you can make mistakes. As long as it doesn't cost us a goal, it's fine, but I need you to take risks. I need you to be braver and stand up and do that. But but, but costing the goal is that is part of it. Of it, it is part of it. That that's that that is it's daring to fail, which I, I think he, he he may have said in one of his interviews. Um, that's part of that's part of like, you you can't win everything, and there is a risk that you'll concede. But uh, you you need to you need to take that risk on. You need to to go head on on, um, and that's the reality of of, of the game. Um, it is what it's all about here because this is we've said many times a tough support and especially at home when things are not going well it's it's it can be awful must be awful for a, a professional footballer when things are going right it must be incredible but his job immediately is to try and change those confidence levels I think it's still far too big a job for one man um, what Rangers have missed, I think. Uh, I've said this in other shows. Over, we can start kind of draw that line in twenty eighteen when Gerard arrived. Um, we've just not had enough players on the pitch who exude that kind of confidence. No matter what stage of a game they're in, what kind of a game they're in, what kind of situation they find themselves in, we'll get players who look great and confident and full of life and full of. Um, uh, kind of risk aversion when things are going well and they've got the wind behind them, that's great but when that wind changes direction I, I'm just, I've never been convinced and the amount of, of, of players that we have who give me the ball, not just to pass it five yards but give me the ball so I can I can try something here and they're on the same wavelength as someone else who's willing to try something dangerous, something risky Um, you can have the best manager in the world if you don't have three, four at least players on the pitch that no matter the situation um, have that inner confidence and a belief. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. And that's that's the issue he will have, any manager would have, until they can have a say in what kind of players can, can be brought into the club. I think it's, how many managers are we going through? It, it might be the players, lads. And that, that's, 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 been the, that's been the biggest issue. When the wind's blown well, Rangers have at times been an utter joy to watch since 2018. Um, but I, I'm not sure how I would bet on standing up. Uh, now, if he can, if he can, if, the, if those players are already in that dressing room, and all they need is a wee chat from a guy who you know, a tall yapstam, then great. Um, that's the cheap option. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're all happy. I, I. Put me in the, the undecided category there. Um, if it's all the same, um, so that that's the task at hand. He he has. You would expect better levels because they've, they've looked dreadfully um, out of confidence, dreadfully out of belief. That can of course improve. It's whether it can it can improve to the, the levels that we, we need it. I don't think that's ever a manager alone. Um, it's it's two or three lieutenants that that really properly. Uh, change belief on the pitch and other players who are maybe not quite as naturally confident can see that example and within themselves think, right, we'll be okay today. We might be one down, but we'll we'll be fine. 
Well, it will be interesting for sure. And I think we we have to be able to, and I hate saying it, but we're going to have to take it one game at a time at the moment until we start to see some wholesale changes because uh, he's going to have to come in and get a feel for what it's going to be like during games, which is something you can't replicate. You know, you can get players to have a brilliant week in training and tell you all the stories they want about, you know, wanting the ball and doing everything else as well. But fundamentally, it can only it can only come to fruition as long as we are we are winning. And that's uh, that's what Clermont has to be able to try and deal with first and foremost. I think it'll be a tough task against Hibs. But I do believe that we should be able to have enough to be able to try and get us over the line. Um, Martin, thank you for, so much for joining me on Extra this week. Um, some great insight there in terms of your thoughts and, and what we're looking towards in terms of what we expect from Rangers, uh, certainly within the next few weeks. Um, slow but steady, I think, is what I would encourage people to remember uh, as long as we're getting some some wins on the board. Thanks, Cammy. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, let, let just let's hope there's something new in this one. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We mentioned earlier on, folks, um, that Adam, uh, our very own Adam Thornton, has been doing some fantastic work um, regarding not only just some of the managerial candidates uh, when we were going through our recruitment process and the possible options, but also um, some more now on Philip Kilmont. That's all over on our Patreon site, which is patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. Um, head on over there uh, for some fantastic content, uh, not just Rangers related, I might add, but a whole host of different footballing um, worlds and optics and loads and loads of brilliant opinions in there as well. We would love to have you come over and join us. And if you can't make that, then why not join us at New Emerson House on the 1st of December, where myself and Martin, being the main talent on stage, alongside some other diddies, uh, yeah. will be entertaining you um, on the 1st of December. Why not kick off your Christmas nights out in style by coming along and see us? Martin, we had a great night back there in May. Uh, I'm really looking forward to being able to, to to get back along and seeing everybody and stuff. Oh, it was a great night. Um, great venue. Uh, wild how busy it was, but but touching nonetheless. And and yeah, should be good fun and uh, baby permitting, I'll be I'll be there. Yes, hopefully, hopefully, young baby Ramsey is due in December. So, yes, um, we just need to make sure that you stay up to your commitments. That's all I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the executive producers in London, Mike Lee, Paul Myers, and David will be back with you on flagship as per usual on Monday to uh, break down uh, the Hibs game as well, and uh, we'll be looking forward to a return to European action as well as we face Sparta Prague in the Europa League. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a great weekend. Hopefully, Rangers get the three points for us as well as we begin the Clermont era. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.